This is a Federal News Network podcast. Whatever plans federal agencies had to guide a return to offices, well, those seem to have evaporated months ago. My next guest says it's time for a little strategic planning that brings in productivity, employee preferences, and real estate. Joining me with more is American University professor and longtime federal workplace expert, Bob Tobias. Bob, good to have you back. And what are your thoughts on this? Because it seems like there is no real overarching plan for how we head with telework and so on. Exactly, Tom. I mean, the federal government really adapted to telework, forced telework incredibly well. And in fact, there are some places that increased their productivity as a result of total telework. But now I think it's time for the federal government to assume that once everyone can come back to work, many will not want to come back to work. So the question is, how does an agency strategically manage its workforce in a way to leverage the telework increase in productivity that occurred in a proactive, strategic manner. Because it does have some tough questions, because with respect to where people are recruited from for jobs and what locations, there's lots of rules about that. Those would have to be reworked, I think. Suppose you have a job that's normally in Washington, you would not recruit in Memphis. But on the other hand, now you could recruit in Memphis because the person can telework, so it doesn't matter where they are. The agencies, I believe, as part of a strategic plan, need to identify which jobs can be full telework and therefore could be located anywhere in the country and which jobs need, for whatever reason, in-person or partial in-person opportunities. And once they make that decision, all of those that are full-time telework can be announced nationwide they would have a much broader workforce, and they might even save some money because uh, the locality pay might be um, less in the place where they're located in the future than in Washington, D.C., which is a higher cost city. So that's just one thing that would need to be done. I think the government needs to figure out how much less space is going to be needed as a result of telework and start planning to reduce that space as their leases expire or as an opportunity um, to turn back space to GSA to lease to others. And I think they need to be thinking hard about training people to actually work in this telework environment because um, managers have adapted, but they don't have an overall approach to how am I gonna work in this new environment? How am I going to provide promotion opportunities and acting opportunities? Perhaps um, I'm in Washington and I can get an acting position in, in California. But no one's thinking about that. So I'm suggesting that the workforce planning needs to include and involve telework. Yes, I think you're right. And the issue of real estate, that's a sticky one because there is clearly an opportunity for some major consolidations to happen here. And the idea that in Washington, for example, your agency has to have its name on the edge of the building up on the skyline, that's really got to dissolve a little bit. I mean, in the other cities, in the major cities, you have six, seven, eight, twelve, fifteen agencies sharing one big federal building. It doesn't have to say 
Justice Department only on the Justice Department building, wherever it is in Dallas or Boston. Yes, yes. And and these leases on these buildings um, are very long. Um, they're not five-year leases. And so if I'm going to need 15% less space, what does that mean in terms of either giving it back to GSA, consolidating with other agencies who also need less space, but it also means that the space that I have probably needs to be reconfigured in out of cubes and into more open space and space for people to meet when they are on location. We're speaking with Bob Tobias. He's a professor in the key executive leadership program at American University. What about the, I don't know, cyclographic or I don't know what the right word is, but the idea of some people teleworking, some people in the office, and it may vary from day to day who's in and who's out. The idea of maintaining coherence of teams and also maintaining the idea that you can still advance, still have your ideas considered and so forth, even if you're not mostly in the office and the boss might be in the office. That's correct. How do I how do I maximize? Well, actually, more basically, how do I create a community where some are in the office and some are not in the office? How do I create the the network, the community that I believe is necessary in all work? And there are some companies, private sector companies, who've been doing this for years and have figured out how to do it. And I think that's the kind of thought, that's the kind of exercise that the federal government ought to be taking proactively. Because that's a consideration, I think, for every organization. I know like here, for example, one person needed another person to push a certain button on a web development site. But instead of calling that person directly, it kind of went from A to B to C and back down to D to E to F before that person found out, yes, click that button when you're doing something. And if they, everyone had been here, he would have said, hey, push that button when you do something. Instead of taking days and lots of Zoom calls, it would have taken two seconds. Exactly. So if I'm thinking about that proactively, Tom, I can solve that problem in advance and the right, get, right button gets pushed at the right time. But if I wait and I think, well, maybe we're all going to go back together in the workplace and I don't have to think about that, then the problem occurs. Yeah, and people need to think in terms of a flatter hierarchy, and you have to have a much more discerning, I guess, notion of what really needs to go up and down the chain versus just horizontally to get things done quickly. It's kind of an empowerment idea. Well, I think so. But one, one thing I'd like to note is that I think at the first level that there have been some who have said, well, we need a, a ratio that's, that's um, larger. But I think telework requires more contact between particularly first level uh, supervisors and though they supervise and performing as real leaders. And in that case, I, I think increasing the ratio in a telework environment is probably not wise. And you don't want to have that video conferencing application running 10 hours a day either. You do not. You do not. Zoom fatigue is real. Bob Tobias is a... <laughs> 
It is, it is real. Bob Tobias is a professor in the Key Executive Leadership Program at American University. Thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Podcast One or wherever you get your shows. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. The people who looked through 200 resumes to fill a job also waited 40 minutes for their internet to dial up. You don't wait 40 minutes for your internet to dial up. You use Upwork to quickly hire talent. This is how we work now. 